Is that we're starting, Phil? I like it. Some strings, them live strings. appropriate do you hear do you hear that lovely voice that beautiful voice that sweet sweet voice hey now welcome to another week of we sound crazy podcast oh oh yes billionaire is here claude kelly is here chuck harmony is here timon's not here yet the bacon from making he's not here i'm looking at an empty chair Mm. Mm. but you you know who is here she's Mm. every woman every woman she's booked Mm. (laughs) (laughs) she's blessed (laughs) ladies and gentlemen recording artist tv show host author She's got films. We're going to get into it. She's a fitness guru. Ladies and gentlemen, the incomparable, Selena Johnson. Selena Johnson. <laughs> well, so I happy you're as- here. Thank you. Oh, I yeah. only aspire to be as famous as Phil. <laughs> oh. um, he is the president of the United States of music. The president <laughs> of the United States of music. Of That's music. your new title. New That's title. my new title? That's new title. title but sure. I'm equally honored to be in the presence of Claude Kelly and Chuck Harmony. Oh, hey. Thank you. Very, 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 very blessed. These men are colossal in the music industry. So I'm very, very excited to be in the room with them as well. It's a good room. It's a dope-ass It's a dope-ass dope room. Can we curse on this? Room. Oh, yeah. uh, what? Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm yeah. right where I need to be. <laughs> of course. Cursing is required. And Chuck has given me an adequate bottle of, of red wine. Yes. So we're going to be very relaxed. <laughs> Compliments and to Kathy Lee. Compliments <laughs> to Kathy Lee. Kathy Lee is doing her thing. Crazy. Yo, you played the song I was gonna tell you to play, my friend. Uh oh. There's stories to this song. You know, it's very interesting that this song still resonates with women today. Yeah. That means you all are just not doing your thing. (laughs) You have just not gotten better in any area. You have failed. You have failed. I mean, we put a song out like this and you still don't get the memo. My God today. Guess what? Guess what? You got to pay the cost. Show no. Show no. You wanna wear the pants? Guess what? Guess what? You got to be a man. Show no. Hanging out with your friends. Guess what? Watch what time you bring your punk ass. Show no. Don't wanna pay no bills. No bills. My God, I know somebody who will. Listen. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Chuck and I have been waiting for this moment for a oh, long yeah. time. So there's these songs. Every, I think everyone who's a musician has like a, a library of songs that you just come into your head almost every single day. And you don't know why. 
this is in my in my five to ten song library that I, I every oh single day my God. of all the songs in the world that I know. Yeah. This we song, literally say you want to play the boss, you gotta pay the cost <laughs> every, every day. day. Every day. And Phil, you've been around for a couple yes. times. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes I'll be like, I know somebody who <laughs> <laughs> for no reason. Just like talking about what's going on, like I'm just saying. Now, this, no. First of all, the song is anthem. the truth. It's, it's an anthem. Yeah. But when you're working hard, doing all yourself, it's independent, you're like, damn. And then Chuck will be like, wanna be the boss. <laughs> Guess what? You got to pay. You're like, Come on, do this work. You gotta do this work. We sound crazy. So, Selena, you're still singing that song in your set, right? I do sing that song in my set. That one. Because Robert Kelly wrote and produced that song. He absolutely wrote and produced that record. Hmm. So that is still in the set. That still stays in the set. So... As it should. As it should. Yeah. We've we ta- we talked about Rob on the podcast. Several times. Mm-hmm. And it's, we didn't think it was fair for the artists he's written songs for, for mm-hmm. them to remove or mute or anything no. of the sort. Well, I did mute one song. No. I did. No. You're going to be angry. No. You and John Murray. <laughs> you so. muted? <laughs> I just want you to listen to the second verse. This one right here. Yes. I'm your woman. Really? Now, if somebody says to me in my call and response, sing I'm Your Woman, I will do it for them. Mm. Okay. But I took it out of the set list because of the second verse. The second verse says, I've been dealing with you since sweet 16. Mm. Woman enough to let you raise me. Oh. You used to call me daddy's ghetto queen. And you still mean the world to me. No sooner than I say no more, I run to you like the corner store. I don't love you enough to hate you, but yet I love you too much to leave. So when I thought about those lyrics and I was watching the Lifetime. Um, Surviving R. Kelly. I was watching Surviving R. Kelly. And I thought about those lyrics. Mm. And I thought to myself, I've been singing those lyrics, putting that manifestation into fruition for years. Mm. Not knowing in my mind, it means we've been together since we 16. Puppy love. Exactly. Yeah. We grew up in this love together. I run to you synonymous to metaphorically like a corner store. Mm-hmm. You know, daddy, that whole thing. Um, metaphors. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I'm thinking of it as a writer's work of art. Mm-hmm. Now for me, if you say Selena personally, I don't relate to what that is. But there are women out here that could Mm -hmm. and that could be offended by it. And so I don't want to offend them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it makes me feel weird saying sweet 16, period. (laughs) (laughs) It just makes me feel weird. (laughs) Now, in Africa, though, um, when I go to South Africa, that was one of the biggest records over there when that came out. Mm. And the reason being is because men were in... um, they were having sex with women knowing that they had AIDS. Yeah. Yep. And it was an AIDS epidemic. And so the, the the song title, I Am Your Woman, I Am Your Woman, was a cry out to men to say, stop doing this to us. Interesting. So it was a big record in that respect. Wow. So I don't take it out over there because for them, it means something, something different. Mm-hmm. But I still skip the second verse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they're, they're also aware 
of what went on. Mm. And women's rights over there is very, very, is much worse. It's really bad over That's there crazy. for women. And they don't even have a voice. Let me tell you, they don't, they don't even speak as much. They don't have a voice like they should. And they're, and they're I mean, these are be- same beautiful black women that you see in America. Crazy. I would say to people, do not feel responsible for loving music that came out during a time that you had no recognition of what was going on with him in his personal life. There are so many artists beyond R. Kelly that so have been, have done terrible things that we just don't know about, right. that we love their music mm-hmm. to this day. You know what I'm saying? So you can, it's okay, I think it's okay to detach certain music from the artists, I certain agree. eras. You know what I'm saying? Some songs could have created children. Yeah, yeah. A lot of children. And I'm telling you, Rick James, and I'm not I'm not saying that Rick James was was like R. Kelly in any shape, form, or fashion. Mm, right. But Rick James wasn't an wasn't an angel or a saint. But I'm gonna tell you, that song with him and Tina Marie was the soundtrack of my childhood. Right. And you know, people would say, um, Tina Turner, throw, throw then throw her whole catalog away. She was physically abused I, by, I by Turner, Ike Turner. Yeah. You know, that doesn't make him any better. He was beating her to death. And he's not the only man in the industry that was beating women. Yeah. Or or being misogynistic towards women or any of that. So mm. I think that if something was special for you musically, I think that you should hold on to that. And I don't think that it's that you should hold the artist responsible um, and take it away from your personal experience. Now, personal artists that are singing it is different. Because right. they're portraying something that could possibly come from an energy that perpetuates what he was doing in his personal life. Mm-hmm. And they have that right to say, you know what? I don't want to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. But as far as fans are concerned, don't hold yourself responsible for music that made you feel good. Yeah, I totally You know agree. what I'm saying? I, I totally don't hold yourself. Agree. You're not responsible for what people do just because you listen to their music. Right. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. I feel like growing up with that stuff, I'm like, how can you force feed it to us as kids and teenagers and young adults and adulthood and then be like and then one day be like, nope. Oh, they did something bad. Nope. Take it all away. If that's the case, I can't never listen to MJG and Eight Ball no more. <laughs> they got a song that say, Don't make me make me kill. No motherfucking body in here. Feel, feel fine I'ma shoot, I'ma shoot three shots. Somebody done made me hot. Mm. Now listen, I can't get through my workout without it. <laughs> I gotta have it. I don't care what nobody says. <laughs> now whether or not they shot somebody three times, I don't know. Right, right, right. But, but, it gets I, you through but the, the song is getting it's gonna get me through my, my cardio. And see murder. He in jail right now. Still. See murder. Yeah. And, and fuck the mother niggas. I die, die for my niggas. niggas. That's my cut. <laughs> I can't get through the workout. Biggie. <laughs> I, I, Tupac. You got to send me your workout playlist. Right, because your workout playlist. Oh, it's cold. Cool. It start off with Lil' Kim. Yeah. <laughs> it start off with Lil' Kim. I'm rich. I'm going to stay that bitch. It starts off with that. I like it. Fuck the mother they're telling you they're going to kill you. <laughs> it's premeditated it's murder. It's been forewarned. <laughs> and I'm here for it. I love that. I'm here for where whoever they're going to get. I promise they probably deserve it. <laughs> we sound crazy. Is this the original? You didn't went on to the original. Come on, Seal. The dark brown shades of my skin. Come on, Daddy. Only add color to my tears. Sitting, Daddy. Oh, oh. 
that splash against my hollow bones. She didn't do nothing else, man. Right? She'll sing this song. That rocks my soul. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Looking back over my false dreams that I once knew. Wondering why my dreams never came true. Is it because I'm black? Uh-huh. Somebody tell me, what can I do? Selena, that's your dad, Sil Johnson. That's my daddy. Hello? Is it because oh, I'm black is the name of the song. Is it you know, I love your daddy I, and your mama. Miss well, Brenda. You definitely love Miss Brenda. <laughs> Dad, Dad's Dad an OG. Is something too. He yeah. got he, he got it all going on. <laughs> Dad's an OG. Yes. Now, but if, but if, if if you don't know, you just heard the pedigree. Yeah. From which the Selena Johnson. DNA. Yeah, the DNA. You know, it's not by accident. From from whence I've come. From <laughs> from whence. From whence I've come. She has come. Um. Yeah, my dad and all of them. You know, my grandfather had perfect pitch. My great-grandfather played instruments. They all play, and they were all tall as hell, and they played instruments. Mm. Ukuleles and guitars and all kind of instruments. That entire side of the family sang. My Uncle Mac played, played and sang. I never met Mac but because um, he died very early, but they said that he was one of the greatest on the vocals. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Johnson is my uncle. He plays guitar. I went mm-hmm. on tour with Jimmy in France. With, uh, my dad was supposed to come, but he was sick. Um, they all sing and play instruments on that side of the family. But then my mom sang as well. Okay. Mm. Um, so you had no choice. <laughs> I had no choice. You were born with the bug. I was yeah. born with it. I tried to run from it. Did you? But yes, I did. I wanted to be a basketball player. I did not want to be a singer. Mm. Um, but it just kept calling me like Pookie. <laughs> down to the New Jack City. <laughs> and so, therefore, um, you know, it just kept following me. So I just did whatever was available. You know how when you're, you know, was in school? Because mm. my dad told me I couldn't sing. He told me to shut up. But later he told me the reason why he would tell me to shut up is because I would be singing around the house and he would be on the phone with the execs and they would be like, well, who is that? Who is that in the background? And he said because he hated the industry mm. and the business, he didn't want his daughter in the industry. Mm. Now that's the story he told. <laughs> but uh, I mean, he was probably, probably so. Cause then my dad kind of stopped music and opened up a chain of restaurants because okay. he was trying to not be, you know, in the business. because it was very dirty. Mm. Actually that record that you played, those lyrics were published in time magazine. That wow. album was shelved because of the racial content no one's ever heard the full album. Mm. It was shelled before it even came out. I haven't even heard the rest of the songs, but it was created during the civil rights movement. Mm. And so my dad, um, he was on high records at the time and they tried to release these records and he was declined. So the album was shelved, but time, the time magazine got a hold of that in particular record and published the lyrics. The lyrics are wow. powerful. They are. So I remade it. In 2008, on my Chapter 4 album. Mm-hmm. And again, on my Rebecca Soul album. Uh, Rebirth of Soul. Rebirth of Soul album. You just got some lineage right there. Mm-hmm. Of a song and a family. Boom. We sound crazy. 
Wait, so I have a question for you. When you were young and your dad used to tell you to stop singing, right? I'm sure mm-hmm. that used to get on your nerves because no one, no one wants to tell you to stop singing. But now that you're in the business, mm-hmm. do you understand his, uh, his reasoning for trying to keep you from it for a while? Yes. <laughs> Short How, answer, yes. However, yeah, okay. I wish he would have said, you know, said to me earlier. Okay. And then and then and then coached me along the way. Mm. Now he he did to an extent because my dad was the first one to put me in the studio. Okay. Um ironically, you know, after telling me Oh, shut up, shut up when I was nine and 10. Um, but let me sing for the family, of course. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a sideshow down yeah. to the family. But telling me no, no, no. And then, you know, I was singing in school and stuff just because I could. You know, it was easy at the time. Um, and and my, my sixth grade teacher was a classical um, vocalist. And she messed around and heard me sing and, and you know, kind of helped me believe in myself more as well. But I was auditioning for a play and the the pianist's name was Tony Clemens. And he played with my dad before. And he was like, call my dad, like, you don't know that your daughter's down here, you know, singing and auditioning for plays and stuff. Like, what are you doing? Like, so my dad act like he didn't know. He never heard me before. He don't know what had happened. <laughs> and so then he, oh, okay, yeah. So then him and Tony took me into the studio. And that's when I recorded my first album at 15. Oh. And I took it to Willie Mitchell of High Records. Mm. Yeah, so my dad, I just wish he would have been more infused in in my career, but not emotionally, mm. more business-wise. And I think the problem was he would get emotional if things were wrong and it would skew the way he treated me in the ins- and he would take it out on me in such a way. You know mm. what I'm saying? Yeah. And he was still kind of scarred from things that went, like, Take Me to the River is my dad's song. Mm. He wrote it. Take me to the river. Mm-hmm. But they took it away and gave it to Al Green. My dad wrote yeah. that record. So, you know, when he he performs wow. it live all the time, because it was originally his record, and they took it from him and gave it to Al Green. But they used to do things like that back in the day all the time. Mm. And this is probably why he grew this, you know, um, disdain mm. for the industry. And, and probably why he didn't want me to be a part of it. Crazy. Oh, it's, look who just walked in. Oh, oh, oh look who decided to join us. Well, well, hey, well hello, somebody. Hey, Timon, welcome. Is anybody there? Hey. Hi, Timon. <laughs> Timon, welcome. Hi, how are you, Timon? <laughs> Timon Bacon has entered Have the building. Have a seat. Bacon from Macon. <laughs> bacon from Macon is in the building. Bacon we're just, from Macon. We're getting deep. That's all. We're, we're having deep. deep talk. We sound crazy. Let me give you the story. The back story on it. Oh, it is. Yeah. This the real one, baby. I'm telling you. Shot town Up. Southside, we gon' set this party off right. Westside, Westside, we gon' set this party off right. Man, I promise, she's so self-conscious. Kanye West, yeah, featuring our guest this week, Selena Johnson. Classic. Classic, all falls down. Selena, what do you remember about recording that song? What do you remember? Oh, wow, I remember everything about recording that song because it's such a classic. Well, I was working on Chapter 3, and I was in L.A. with Kanye. We were working on um, Suddenly I Feel Like I Can Run and Love Someone. Mm. We were feeling, we were working on that record. And I was in um, one studio writing it, and he was in the other studio working on Get Em High. Dun, 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 dun. He was trying to finish that up. 
um, and finish his album up. He had a, uh, a deadline. The album was due that night. Mm. Apparently, typical Kanye, last minute, down to Every, the wire, down to, always da, to, down, down to the wire. When I tell you though? to the pun wire, inten- pun intended, pun intended. Okay. Mm. Um. So, I'm done. He comes in. He's going back and forth. You know, he's going back and forth in the studio. So I'm done. I come in. I sing the record to him. He's like, okay, I like that. I like that. Let's do this. Do that. Suggestions. I go in. I sing. I finish. Um. Bullseye. And then I'm getting ready to go home. And it's like, all right, Kanye, see you tomorrow, or see you next week, or whatever. And so he goes, um, oh, Selena, I need your help. I need you to come in here. I, I, I need a singer for this one hook. And um, I got a deadline, and I, I couldn't. I, I, I auditioned a lot of singers, and they're not, they're not, I'm not happy with it. He didn't say anything about what this was getting ready to be. Mm. But he's my friend, so in my mind, I'm just like, oh, okay, come on. It's 6 in the morning. We go in there. We go to the other side. It's him and just his A&R guy. And he plays it for me, and it's Lauren. The mystery of iniquity. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you all, it all falls down. That's where it comes from. Mm-hmm. So he's playing that little piece. I'm telling you all, it all, and he's playing that on the record. And it's sped up a little bit. And he's showing me how it goes. He said, "I need somebody to re-sing this." So in my mind, okay, I got to go in there and I got to do it exactly like. So I'm like, if it's Lauren Hill on the hook, this song is gonna be. <laughs> You trying to spin a coin. <laughs> so this you you like this little song. So I'm gonna try to do my thing on yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I go in, but and I try, and I think in my mind, you know, whenever I'm in a booth, my main, especially if I'm trying to do something, and this is training from Robert, um, I always try to mimic exactly what I've heard. Mm. So I go in there and I listen and I'm mimicking. I'm telling you all, it all falls down. Oh, when it all, it all falls down. I'm telling you all, I'm just doing exactly what it's doing. Mm. So the man is just sitting there, the A&R guy is sitting there listening and uh, Kanye is listening. Then he goes, okay, okay, okay. Um, Do what you want to do. Do what you would do. Mm. And so that's when the, I'm telling you all, it all falls down. Oh, in it all, it all, you know, all those mm-hmm. little, mm-hmm. all of that. So then they go, okay, okay. So then they wait. The man is doing the little knobs and stuff. Then they speed it up and play it back. And so that's what you hear. Ah. I'm telling you all, it all falls down. Crazy. So then I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Then they looked at each other. And then they're just like, all right, Selena, thanks a lot. You know, um, I, I, I'll let you know what's going on. I was like, all right, bye. It's 6 in the morning. Good mm. night. It's 10 in the morning. The phone is ringing. Yeah, so the video is next week. The single come out in two weeks. Uh, this is what it's going to be in this, that, and the third. Wow. Mm. I had to get on the phone with John Monopoly. And it went like this. A couple of weeks after that, it was on the radio. Jeez. And That's then I, I had to go do the video at the airport. And, you know, the little, I was yeah, a little yeah, teller lady that. at the yeah. airport. And it just went very fast. I don't remember anything after that. Like, I don't remember how it went from the studio to as big as it did. Mm-hmm. I just remember Kanye calling, being like, yeah, he said you got to go on tour. Yeah, he said you got to go with him to go here. So then we did like Jay Leno and and Letterman and all these different shows. And then we went, he took, we went over overseas to do um, some of the big shows there. And then he would just call me to do stuff, mm. you know, all the time. But I didn't think of, I didn't know it was that big until mm. later. 
For me, it was just doing a record for my friend. And I'll tell you another thing. I didn't take any money from it. What? Mm. Nope. Nobody knows that. Until now. John Monopoly. <laughs> John Monopoly was like, Selena, we don't have no budget. It's it's over, you know, it's tapped out, whatever. I was like, it's cool, whatever. Cause these are my Chicago people. Yeah. yeah and Kanye, yeah. this was his debut album. Right. I understand what that is. I'm already three albums deep. You know what I'm saying? So I understand what this is. Mm. And um I preserve I, I believe that relationships are more important than mm-hmm. money. Yes. That's good. And after that. Every hook, everybody that came after me for a hook, Cuban Links, um, um, DMX to uh, Cameron, they all paid me. Mm. I I got paid probably what I would have gotten paid for that. Mm. Okay, you know what I'm saying? My my fee went up so high because of that record. Mm-hmm. So you know, in when you look back on it, you're like, oh, you didn't get paid for that. But then it's like, yes, I did. You did. You sold. You, you sold, sold a seed. A seed. Oh That's my right. god, I sold a seed. But then now I gained fans, mm-hmm. which are priceless from mm-hmm. that record. Um, I was able to go on David Letterman, Jay Leno, shows that I weren't, I wasn't able to get before I did that record. Right. Um, I was able to create awareness of my, of my voice. Mm. That's priceless. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So that was a less, that's a lesson for you people out here that think everything is about monetary value. And it's not. Sometimes monetary value is work and your work ethic mm-hmm. and what that's you put good. into this and relationships that you create Bridges that you keep intact, not the ones you burn, mm. but the ones that you create and build. And um, to this day, I can Kanye could probably still call me for anything he wanted. Um, as a matter of fact, in 2014, he called me to do, and no one knows this, mm. he called me to do Rick Ross and Big Sean's record. It was Rick Ross' record, but he called me in to do the, I can feel the music inside of me. That was originally me. And I, I recorded that song at least six to seven times, trying to get it right. On the phone with librarians, trying to get the, the music to be not exactly like a sample because he got the sample from a church record, a church run. Mm. And so I had to keep singing and singing and singing and singing. Again, deadlines. This is the deadline. It's, it's got to be done tonight. It's got to be done tomorrow. <laughs> DJ Khaled gets on the phone. I finish it. DJ Khaled gets on the phone. This shit is crazy. I didn't know it was Big Sean, Kanye, and Rick Ross. I just thought it was a song for Rick Ross. Mm. But Kanye called me in to do that because he felt that's the voice that we need for this record. Mm. After they had a music meeting with Puffy on a Monday the next day, they decided that Betty Wright had a better relationship with Rick Ross. And so they put Betty Wright on the record. After I had sang it all the way to the to where it was supposed to be, to where it was legal, mm. and she couldn't do it like it was done because it was notes in there that was so high. Mm-hmm. When I tell you that that motherfucking song, the notes was so goddamn high. <laughs> I, I listen. I think in my mind, how am I hitting these notes? They were so high because they had to do so many, and I had to do so many things to try to get around them and mm. runs and stuff. Right. But DJ Khaled, I remember he was on speakerphone. He was like, "It's crazy, you know, like it's a good time." It was sinning to be done. Kanye was like, "This is some bullshit, y'all bogus. You still gonna pay?" Wow. So I still got paid for it, but. It came out, and you, as you can see, where is it? Crazy! So you and Ye go back to the be- very beginning. Shout oh, let time. me tell you something. My boyfriend at seven, at 
I was 21. I just signed with Jive Records. My boyfriend's sister's name was Samiki. That was Kanye's girlfriend at the time. And he used to tell my boyfriend at the time, Ken, tell Selena I got tracks. And my boyfriend would never tell me. Clearly the same boyfriend that I wrote the entire chapter one about who ended up not being worth a damn. <laughs> As you can see, he wasn't shit because he blocked me from that. And then I saw Kanye again in Chicago when he wrote, um, uh, guess who's Bizak? He was with mm. um, Jay-Z and yeah. them just doing beats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I saw him at his, I came to his album release party and I saw him there as well. And then when he did, you don't know my name, mm-hmm. Wayne went and got him, Wayne Williams, to produce for chapter three. So that's when we first really officially worked together. But I knew all of his people, John Monopoly and all of them, when I was doing my EP in Chicago at Batcave Studios, they were all part of that. So we were all like, it was like a Chicago concept. But it, but me and Kanye were like, you know, degrees of separation. We never, we had never really met. You know what I'm saying? Just we knew of each other. And I didn't know some of this stuff until after I'd already, after I worked with them. Crazy. Thousand and twelve. That was from the soundtrack to the show that I executive produced, R and B Divas, yeah. which starred Dun-dun-dun. the lovely ah, Selena Johnson. Johnson. And Hello, Selena, somebody. that is how we actually officially met. It is too. And I didn't, you know, I never met Selena. Really? I never met. Yeah. I didn't know Selena. Before Phil the was show. the first person that called me and told me the show was greenlit. Yeah, mm-hmm. he showed enough mm-hmm. did. So R and B Divas is uh, where Selena and I met, and we just instantly clicked. Yeah, we did. We did, and it was just a good time. Overall, the experience was okay for me. Just okay? <laughs> I lost a few friends along the way. Okay. <laughs> Real talk. I, I, People that started out as my friends. Out yeah. Right. <laughs> well, clearly they weren't my friends to begin with if I lost them because Boom. of a show. Right. Wow. So, facts. Then there's facts. that. <laughs> then there's that. Wow. <laughs> then there's that. But I, but I met some new friends, and Selena was one of them. Uh, Monifa was another. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, who else in Atlanta? I mean, it was quite a few. Kiki? I, Kiki and I are okay. I mean, but, you know, it just I never knew what to expect. Well, you'll never know what to expect with yeah. Kiki. So, it just is what it is. Yeah, Chuck still hasn't gotten paid from Kiki for music. He did years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you want to bring that back up? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was a fan of the show. You were a fan? Big fan. Same I watched here. it. Big fan. Oh, that's awesome. I, got, no, I, got to, I, got to, I feel like I got to know you. Yeah. Thanks, Besides the songs, do that. And I will Thanks. say that my favorite moment from that show Uh-oh. was the infamous. Yes. Why are Tell we it. doing this? World famous. Tell it. We have cussing to move out. On. We have to move on in life. <laughs> we must we grow, but we evolve. must also acknowledge history. Bring it down, Godzilla. Bring it down. I know you've been talking sports, bro. Bring it down. What outfit you got on? Wait, you super wet. Now that I am at 1,000, I definitely got to get out of here. I am uh, exiting uh, stage, stage left. That's <laughs> better than you. That's cuter than you. And that's more pulled up than you, bitch. And you hate it. But you work. You hate it. Bitch, I never 
work for you, bitch. I don't work for you. Bitch, I ain't never worked for you. And now, okay, Bobby, because you a man, bitch. A man with a wig. You're a hot mess. And your mess look like a baboon's ass. I'm very, very calm, bitch. What you've done to these women is a sin. And there's a special place in hell for me. Not knowing the word. As if it's a song. Within other women, it is a special place for you. The truth is, you're the common denominator. Everybody knows that you're a hot mess. You're gonna look a mess with those black gums and all. That's low. And them knock ass knees. Thank you and good night. Yeah. What an exit. What an exit. But if if you go to YouTube and watch it, the reason why you're a G for that is that with all of that being said, you go back and Lily, I, I've studied this scene. <laughs> Selena doesn't miss Everyone a beat. Everyone in this room is insane. <laughs> listen, listen. Everyone has mental illness. That's why it's called We Sound Crazy. <laughs> Selena gets up, doesn't trip, grabs her purse, walks backwards, turns around, walks forwards, goes to the door, all while saying that and not tripping up. And I'm talking about, it, you would think that like it was a Hollywood take. Like it was perfect. She was well, such well, a G with it. Well, man. for the record, Selena, can you speak to that? This wasn't scripted. The wizard, who I'm, a, you know, I was the Nick Cohen. Oh, you're the wizard. You were the, the wizard. wizard. Okay, but so I was, you know, we were editing, and it was all about the edit, and we manipulated, and I didn't believe it was edited. You couldn't edit that one little part, yeah. though. There's no way. Um, actually, it was edited. Ooh. Now let me tell you what was edited. Okay. They had to take things out. <laughs> it was, was too real. Much more talking, much more going on. Ooh. Oh, yeah. so so technically the wizard actually tried to help. Tried to help. The mm. wizard tried okay. to help. There we go, Phil. Um, there was an entire section that happened um, before that. Um, I tried to be late that day and that did not work. All it did was cause everyone to have more cocktails which caused more drama and more emotions. Mm. Mm. Um, I tried to be late because I knew that it was going to be some stuff. Mm -hmm. I knew it was going to be some bullshit. So I tried to be late. I had PMS. I had already told Monifa that I didn't want to talk. Monifa and I were at the end of the table. We We had already planned to not talk because we knew, actually, I felt like it was going to be an attack on Angie, Mm -hmm. which it was. And I don't know if that was, I don't remember if that was even really shown. I think it was in, in if you saw like the actual episode. The full episode, yeah. Um, Kiki and, and Nikki were kind of going in on Angie. And it irritated me because at the time I was friends with Angie. I mean, I'm still friends with Angie, but at the time Angie and I were friend friends. Um, I, I guess because Angie went to her shop or something and they she said something crazy to to Nikki and once you say something crazy to Nikki during that time that was it you okay. was on the bad side it was over she was so, threatening to kick people off the show she definitely tried Facts. to kick people off Facts. the show no, I was one of them yeah no alleged needed we have written Facts. evidence so no I de- she definitely tried to kick me off the yeah. show um wow. after I moved my entire family in house and home left everything and walked away from everything to do the show but that's neither here nor there the point is it wasn't about me I was minding my own business. <laughs> Minding my own business. I hadn't even had adequate drinks. I was sitting there with a glass sober. of wine. I was sober because I knew that the shit was getting ready to hit the fan. Mm. So I had to be focused. But I was quiet. And Monifa was getting angry at Kiki because Kiki was going off on Angie. So I'm kicking her under the table. Nope, don't say anything. She wanted to say something. I said no. 
So then when Nikki got in on Angie, they double teamed Angie. It was it was like a double team. And so we were just sitting there like quiet, you know. Mm. Just did we because we were we had we had vowed not to say anything. But boiling. I know you were boiling. We were upset because it yeah. was bullying. Yeah. I don't I don't do well with anybody being bullied under any circumstance. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm from Chicago. This is how we talk on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> I come from a, a, a line of women that curse better than you could ever mm-hmm. than, than, <laughs> than you could ever even imagine. Mm-hmm. They I come from the best of the best cursers in <laughs> In his cursing history, a cussing professional. <laughs> cussing and as a little girl, I watched them curse each other out right. when I was little. Me, so that and Leisha, my mom and my aunts would get drunk every weekend and cuss each other the fuck out every weekend and leave and do it again every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so forgive, we would just forgive during the week and come back and, and come, yeah. forgive during the weekend, come back and cuss each other the out fuck again. out. They'd have drinks and cuss each other out again every weekend. And me, so that and Leisha would sit on the stairs and just get all the cussing tips. <laughs> it was a cussing ass thing. You know, that's just what we, that's how I grew up. And they were yeah. loud and aggressive. And so that's already part of my history, my life. Mm-hmm. I though, knowing my background and who I am and what I'm about in my brain, am quiet. Trying very hard to stay focused. So then it got, it started to just get aggressive down at this end of the table. Me and Monifa are still sitting. Mm-hmm. Latasha stands up and she don't like it either because Latasha was quiet as well. But Latasha stands up and starts arguing back and forth with Kiki. So Kiki reached out to Latasha and touched her hand in the midst of an argument. Now, Kiki was not trying to be aggressive towards Latasha, mm. but because the energy is mm-hmm. aggressive in general, Latasha is like, don't touch me. Right. While we in an argument. So Kiki turns to me and goes, what is the problem? Why is she mad at me? What is going on? I said, well, Kiki, you can't be out here touching people in the midst of argument. So when I said that, Nikki heard me say that and then said, oh, I, I'm something about I'm going to deal with you or something. I don't do well with no kind of talking like Threats, that. Threats. Yeah. I don't do well with any type, of, any type of talking like that from anybody. Now, I already have PMS, which is a real thing. It, you you will have a short fuse with PMS. I know guys don't think that it's real, but it is very real. So I'm sitting there and I just went dead, dead, dead. I tried to say, girl, you dead to me. Don't talk to me, you dead. That was my signal there that I don't want to do that. Mm. I'm not in the mood for that. Then there was an entire excerpt okay. of cursing. That the wizard. Each other out about um, a DVD and, you know, my workout DVD and she... Um, sent me this one guy to do the DVD and then he tried to say I, I didn't give him his money but I had all his contracts and everything it was just stupid mm. so she tried to make it seem like I shorted him which is never true I never shorted anybody in my entire life I don't play those kinds of games I have full contracts on this dude and everything but when you say things on TV you know in her mind she knew that that would try to stir something you know but the production the wizards Mr. Thornton. they weren't for it Thank the Lord. They were not, we ain't doing that. That's going to incriminate someone and it's not even true. Mm. So I think that's why they probably took that out because the next day I asked Aaron, I said, I really didn't want any of that to air. He said, Selena, I'm not going to lie to you. Some of that's got to air, but I can't, I'll take, I'll take a lot of it out. He took out less than what I thought he would take out. (laughs) (laughs) But I will say this, when I get to a certain point back then in my, my mid thirties, 
because I'm 43 now. There's no way I would have even sat that long at 43. Mm. But back then, I'm in my 30s. I'm still in this era. You know what I'm saying? I'm still in the neck rolling. And then that's when I, she called me, oh, she called me Godzilla. Yeah, we heard that. When she called me Godzilla. Crazy. On a positive tip, you just shared with I us before we started rolling that yeah, you yeah. have re- reconciled and y'all are good. Y'all hugged and saw each other. Yeah, well, you and the, the woman from Brownstone is what I'll call her. Nikki Gilbert is her name. Oh, Brownstone okay. one. Okay. Okay. So okay. that's what we'll call her. So well, in, in the light of things, Phil Cooley has not gotten over this. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm, has I'm not, over it. No, I've released her and I've released it and I've released that. I just don't want to be bothered, and it's okay. Well, that's listen. I'll tell you, I understand. Um, for me, that it's moment fair. was very genuine. And a lot happened after that. I'm talking about police. All kind of stuff happened yeah. off wow. of, after that. Mm. Um, someone almost got shot. Someone almost got shot. Like, it was really yes. bad. Shit. It yes. was very, very bad. It yes. was very love and hip-hop after that. Yeah. R&B um, was, was... It was love and hip-hop, let me tell you. Wow. The cussing that I did trickled all the way out to the parking lot. Yeah. So... It was, it was not something that I'm sitting here saying, oh, I love that. That was great. When I see it and I hear about it, it irritates me because okay. it was mm-hmm. an era in my life where I, I needed to control myself better. I lost control. Mm-hmm. I lost control. Now, I'm not saying that it wasn't justified. The emotions were there and they were just the, the reaction was um, genuine to the emotion. Mm-hmm. But in the scheme of things, if I could go back, I would change things because- Women in our in this industry don't need to be doing that. Agreed. Agreed. We are the enemy in mm. this industry. Overall. Not even the enemy overall. Yeah. yeah. We're public enemy number one as a collective. Yeah. Mm. Yes. So if we don't monopolize and work together, we're losing and failing. Mm. I was not in that mindset in that moment. Although all of those emotions were genuine, I could have dealt with that better. Now, four years after that. I reached out to Nikki. The Holy Spirit put on, on me to reach out to her and fix that because that's dumb. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that issue with uh, Kiki. I don't have that with Mo. And I didn't have it with Faith either. Um, so we didn't, we didn't, we ain't best friends, but we weren't the great, we weren't um, at odds. Respect. And, and when, respect. when Faith did Sister Circle, we actually reconnected and were like, hey girl, it's something about that era that makes us see each other now and be like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it would have been such a great thing. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it had been right, it would have been really something. It was unique. No other no other female ensemble with talent like with that. Talent, mm-hmm. With talent. My God, today, the singing in that, that one five people yeah. was off the chain. And had we really done what we were supposed to do and had it done what it was supposed to do, it would have been something that could have been continued on and on and on. So you have to respect what it was about, what it was supposed to be about. Yes. And so I saw Nikki yesterday. Just for the yesterday. First, just That's yesterday. crazy. For the first time in eight years. Mm. I have not seen her in, in, since that, that moment. Well, seven years, 2013. Mm. And we hugged. Now, I've talked to her through Instagram, you know, just on posts. We've liked each other posts. and She's blocked on my Instagram, so... so. <laughs> She is. No, but here's the thing. We were co-workers. We weren't friends before. Nikki and I, well, Brownstone won. We were friends. Brownstone won and I were, we were 
co-workers. Faith was my friend who brought me the show. Right. So she's a co-worker. Mm. I've parted ways with employees often. All the time, yeah. Mm. So mm-hmm. this is no different. So there's no need for us to communicate. I don't wish any ill will on her. Mm. I just don't want to be bothered. Don't do, no, no it was an again. awful experience, and she was very much involved in the awful part of the experience. So- I just take it as a lesson learned. I'm still selling shows. I'm still selling films. <laughs> and I run a label. And no, I got a podcast. And, and, and the, the blessings keep flowing. So again, and so, you're the president of the United States of America. Music. Music. The president. No, so. but, and our connection is, of course, Tears of Joy. Absolutely. Which is on this he, soundtrack. He brought, us in, brought oh us in God, on Tears, Tears of Joy. Tears of Joy is my, my God today. With your crazy, 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 crazy love. Crazy love. Boy, you got me so. situation that goes on in your life what is the lesson Mm. and the lesson was that I wasn't finished cooking Mm. you know um, there were things that I needed to understand about myself that were still there and God brought that out in that instance and so I needed to work on me more Mm. I should never let a person get me to that place ever never that that means that they're in control there you go Mm. and while everybody's entertained behind it and yes I am a wordsmith Yes. <laughs> I have a way with words. You do. But I am a writer of music. Yeah. So, I mean, then there's naturally. that. Let's look at the positive naturally. side. Yeah, I, yeah. I do write lyrics, you know, and poems and different things of that nature. So, I'm just good with words. <laughs> what can I say? Okay. First words rhyme too. Okay, then. Well, Selena, so. well, I'm grateful for RMBD was from meeting you and Me too, forging Phil. a friendship with you. Yes. Thank and you. again, that's what you have to go back and say the relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. You had to go through a couple scars, mm. but some of you might have lost some, but then you gained some others. Mm. A beautiful, it's still a beautiful ending. It's Absolutely, still a beautiful. And still listen, beautiful I don't wish any ill will on Nikki, Faith, Kiki, Mo. Of course, not Mo. Of course, because I love Mo. Yeah, we love and Mo. And of course, none of them. Kiki too. I talked to Kiki the other day. Much love, Kiki. Much you know, love, Mo. Angie. All of them. Latavia, Angie, Latavia, yeah. Mila, yeah. Mila, all of Faith, them. Mila. I love Faith. Nothing but love. No, nothing but love. Nothing I just, but love. It's just that them. one. I just want nothing to do with. God bless. Crazy. So, Selena, Woman is your new single. Whoop. Woman is a new single. You, you inked a new uh, partnership with E1, Entertainment One. I did. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah. That's a big deal for me. So, tell us about Woman. Woman is, first of all, it is the name of the album. I was telling Claude and Chuck that in the back. Um, it's the name of the new album. I dropped the chapters. 
because it's time for an evolution mm-hmm. of Selena Johnson. And it's not that the chapters are bad. It's just that they represent an era of a controlled sound that I did not want to be boxed in mm. again. Claude and Chuck and I were talking about being boxed in as artists, musicians, right. and something that we're trying to get out of is going to actually help music in general. Yes. Because people can be free to be expressive through music, which is what we need and what we're missing in America and the world in general. Um, and so being a talk show host on Sister Circle Live. Sister Circle airs Sister Monday Circle through Live. Friday. The Sister Circle. The Sister Circle. Five days a week. Five days, Five days a, week. a week. At 12 noon. 12 noon. On TV one. <laughs> and 3 p.m. on Clio, they knew little TV. Powerful platform. It is yeah. all black women for Powerful black platform. women. Uh, we're litty. You know, okay, then it don't get no better than that. We fine. We lit. Okay, then and we represent the sisters. Yeah. Okay, smart. Yeah, yeah. We're smart. very smart. We're the smart. smartest, yep. according to uh, uh, um, I forgot the site. It says that African American women are the smartest beings on earth. Absolutely. Mm. The most educated. Absolutely. I, I don't uh-huh. doubt it. I, I don't it, doubt it. it is an actual Absolutely. study. It is actual data and documented. Mm. So um, the fact that we vote the most, we buy the most products, we're the highest consumer. We also have the most debt and student loans. But that's another different story. <laughs> um, then because of that, we're the smartest. <laughs> so, so, so woman, it's come, the single's out now. but And the, it comes from that. Okay. It comes from being on the table and every morning getting uh, information about the world being jacked up. Mm. And most of the information is connected to the disrespect and disregard of women. Um, a lot of the videos, police officers throwing us to the floor, our breasts mm-hmm. falling out of our shirts, women being beaten up, abused, spit on, called names, black women being criticized for wearing our hair, can't wear dress to work, can't wear braids to work. Um, then you kill our kids, point blank, in the, in the middle of the fucking street. You're killing our husbands. Everything is tied to women shooting up schools those are our children mm. you know so everything is to up in equal pay um all of the sexual harassment cases mm-hmm. that we're having to deal with the, the misogyny the narcissism um that our president uh actually perpetuates grabbing people by the pussies being heard on tape saying it um being a male chauvinist being disrespectful um to our a, a previous first lady um, and just the disrespect that is pushed under the rug when it comes to women. And just if you get that every day on a day to day basis, you know, and you have to just eat it. You birth the woman record. You you become pregnant with 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 fury, pregnant and, with fury. And the woman record is born. Mm. And so the, the, the full length is top of next year. It comes top of next year, but the single is out now. The woman single is out now. And so there is a film to accompany as well. There's well, a film. the film is a totally different beast, which also touches on um, the inequalities and um, um, the the shootings and killings of of African Americans by police officers. The movie wow. is called Equal Standard. The movie is called Equal Standard. The producer is Taheem Bryant. Um, and it was shot in New York. Uh, my leading man is Tobias Trevelyan, and Ice T is in the movie. Sticky oh. Fingers, um, a couple, a couple of other people. But it's like the movie Crash. Remember mm. Crash? I love mm-hmm. Crash. Where it's all these different yeah. stories of inequality, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And racism and different things. So I play a detective, but my husband's also a detective. I'm a sergeant. He's a detective, and my husband is out on a routine, you know, drive. 
and a but he's in street clothes and he gets pulled over by a white police officer. He's trying to explain to the white police officer that he's a black police officer. He goes to go for his his um badge. he's coming out of the store, he goes for his badge or whatever. Um, and they go get into a shootout. But he ends up shooting the white police officer and killing him. He gets shot and hurt, but he doesn't die. Mm. So what's the equal standard? You know what I'm saying? Wow. He's a police officer, but he's black. Wow. And that's one of the stories. And there's another story going on with the, the, the white police officer's family and how they're racist and this, that, and the third. And then Ooh, there's other police officers. And people that, yeah, so it's all these stories. So Congratulations. That's so amazing. So that's really fun. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, a decent, it's a good movie. I'm excited to be in anything with Ice-T because I love Ice-T. Six in the morning, police at my door. Fresh Adidas squeak across the bathroom floor. Out my back window, I'm my escape. Didn't even get a chance to grab my old school tape. Crazy. For all the artists out there, y'all, y'all should just listen to what she's saying about taking your own frustrations, your personal things, what's happening in the world, and turning that into your art. Yeah. Hello, somebody. That's good. That's and healing with it. Not it's just your superpower. Healing with it. It's your superpower. Music is your superpower. Or if whatever your talent is, is your superpower. God created you for service. So whatever it is that you do is to serve the people. Mm-hmm. It's to serve others. It's not just to serve you, but it is to serve others. Others should be able to move, heal, activate, manifest because of what you put out into the world. Absolutely. Mm. Artistry, ladies and gentlemen. Artistry. How could this be fair? When I give you all of my love, all my time, every time I could spend and still you could walk out the door to explore. Is that what this is about? Yo, that's one of my favorite joints, Another Relationship. Another Relationship. So, mm-hmm. Selena, we do a, a game here. It's like a rapid-fire game, Keep Uh-oh. or Kill. Yep. Uh-oh. We just give you a few names. You say Keep or Kill or a situation. Keep your something that you're more partial to. Kill something you would just... Peace so, out. Peace exactly. out. Exactly. Without them. further ado, we're going to kick it off. Tupac or Biggie? Biggie. You're keeping Billy? Biggie? Yeah. Amen. See, see this is what I'm Sorry. talking about. I wish I could keep them both, though. I know. LeBron or Michael Jordan? Michael Jordan. R. Kelly, R. Kelly or Babyface? Ooh, Phil, that's not fair. That's tough. Luther Vandross. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. <laughs> uh, NFL or NBA? NBA. Jay Z or Kanye West? Oh, dang it. <laughs> Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> and, and last but not least. No, Kanye. Okay, right. Kanye, okay. And last but not least, R&B Divas or Sister Circle? Sister Circle. Hello? Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's too easy. <laughs> I could answer We don't have no her. drama on Sister right. Circle. We don't argue that. at all. We have a good S- time Sister down Circle Sister Circle. Sister Circle is awesome. Yeah. 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 We have yeah. drama, but we don't argue like that. Sister Circle is a love fest. That's yeah, awesome. That energy permeates to the screen. Man, listen. It. It, the purpose is to love on the screen. If mm. we get into argument, the show is over. Oh, wow. Mm. If you get to argue with your co-host, the show's over. What is our purpose? If we can't get out here and show that black women can work together, then we're bumps. Throw us, throw the whole show away. Mm. So most of our work is behind the scenes 
and on screen working to make sure that we show that black people can work together. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that is I the entire that. purpose. I love it. Thank that. you. Sorry. Amen. We sound crazy. You got don't be in such a hurry to grow up. You got the life, little one. So stay little, a little bit longer. All through the night you're sleeping and dreaming. Soon you'll wake up yelling and screaming. I never heard of little one scheming. No, no, no. No, no, no. So, no. so Selena, in our last segment, we um, we um, it wouldn't be right if we didn't have you Participate in the Esther Roll Black Excellence of Award. Of course, because she's my soror. But, <laughs> the Herbies. But you see, there, that's that award sitting right there in front of you, right here. Oh, my God. There's, There's an award. An award. So, so I actually get a trophy to so, take away. So Timon Bacon, to your left, <laughs> okay. was li- blasting this Esther Roll gospel album that I didn't know exists <laughs> called Garden of My Mind, came out in 1975. I, don't, I didn't either until you just said that right now. Wow. See? You know what? And We're educating the people, Phil. Role. We're educating the people. You just educated me. So, Clearly. So we do a thing where we nominate and recognize people that we think are amazing, who've accomplished a lot, but may not typically get the love they deserve and respect. Okay. And I, I've done this before in a previous episode, and I'm going to put emotion on the floor again. <laughs> I'm go. putting emotion. Emotion. Put in, put in because emotion we have here. right here in front of us a singer, mm-hmm. an author. Uh, act- She's an, an actress. An actress. A talk show host. Activist. A health, yeah, fitness, a health guru, health fitness, guru, health fitness. a cussing professional. A cussing <laughs> professional. Let's never forget. A cussing yeah. professional. Guys, I'm going to nominate Selena Johnson for our Esther Roll Black Excellence oh Award. My oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's unanimous. I, 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 I'm speaking for everybody. It's yeah. unanimous. Are, are we all in, in of favor? Course. Of course. Absolutely. Selena, you can you have to take your Esther Roll Award and give us an acceptance speech. I am so thrilled. First of all, I like winning. <laughs> <laughs> winning is very important to me. First She's grabbing all, her award. She's Grab- holding it. I hate everybody. <laughs> <laughs> she's holding the Esterol Award. She's she's this embracing it. This is a fool, but I will accept it simply because it is my soror. That's first. Yeah. So, uh, second of all, I love good times. What okay? sorority is that again, by the way? That is Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. Phil, you know what that is. I just want to make sure the listeners know. You to be are clear. part of the Divine Knot. Yes. Um, yes. And our centennial is coming up next year. Yes. January 16th, uh, 2020. Um. I just want to tell all the people in America um, under the tutelage of the United States president of a music, Phil Thornton, <laughs> that I am very, very proud and honored to accept this award from such esteemed <laughs> music connoisseurs. Connoisseurs. Yes. Um, thank you for your recognition, for your support of me in this industry for this many years because it is people like you and ears like yours that have kept me able to continue to work um, with R&B Divas. You know, we can talk about it being negative or whatever, but R&B Divas helped push more of my career. Mm-hmm. And had you not come a part of R&B Divas, Phil, it would have never happened. So I thank you for that. Uh, Chuck and Claude, um, how many hits have you done that I have loved and listened to over the years? And to sit here and have you say that guess what is in your top five mental? <laughs> That's right. It is. Yeah. I'm not lying. It's Forever. one for the books. Yeah. I'm not lying. Um, Timon, you're late. <laughs> <laughs> so and so that's there's we're that. We're just going to give you the fact that you cr- help create this award yeah. <laughs> and that you 
uh, perpetuated Esterone, which is my soror. Yeah. And um, you just gave me information that she has a gospel album. Yeah. We sound crazy. Happy that you guys had me on the podcast. I would not have, wasn't going to miss it for the world, Phil. You know that. Thank you, Selena. Thank you so we much. We appreciate for coming. you. This. I'm inspired by your music. Thank so you. That's we, play, we played Selena. American Grills. American yeah, Grills yeah. earlier. She heard some songs. So that was very fun and inspiring and musical yeah. and, and forward. Forward. Yes. Forward, forward music. We 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 don't come to you to learn how to cuss better. <laughs> I'm gonna have to give you some lessons. Some cussing lessons. Thank you, Selena Johnson, for hanging you. out with us. Appreciate you. Wait, one Thank last thing you. before you leave. Yes. This is how we go out. And I accept my award. You get you get this is your choice. We always go out with a song that's that is on your heart. What do you want to leave people with? It doesn't have to be one of yours, just anything that you love. Ruling the way that I move. Ooh. I breathe your air. Not breathe your air. Oh yes. You only can rescue me. This is my prayer. So we're going to go with some Sade? Yeah. Until next time. Thank you next time. Yes. We sound crazy. Thank you, Selena. Thank you, Selena. Thank you. Show me how deeply